Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis, and welcome to this week's episode of our podcast series here at Business Benchmark Group. Today we're going to be talking about the hourly rate identity, and there's so many facets to this. However, what I'm going to do a deep dive on, what I'm going to be sharing in today's episode, is, a, uh, is, is the concept of horizontal time versus vertical time. And as you get to hear and understand, I guess, where we're coming from, Vertical time is when there's a crisis. You, you need to almost measure every minute, every hour, every, every AM and PM that's going on because you're dealing with massive action that is needed and ultimately it is totally in the now that we need to perform and or execute. Otherwise, we might be in trouble. And hence why it's known as vertical time or urgent time if, uh, if you dare sort of look at it that way. I guess horizontal time is that... Is that Time where you have planned, you are executing, you are reviewing, you are correcting, you are re-executing, you are bringing an organisation into alignment and progression because it's for the long term and you are constantly playing the long game. So that's horizontal time or uh, I guess what is otherwise known as important and measurable time. So there is a very, very distinct difference between vertical and horizontal time. We also go on to discuss, I guess, the, uh, the importance of, of, I guess, structure and people and process and ultimately the scoreboards that are required and the optics that are required to build the business that is totally being built on the, on the basis and the, uh, the, the springboard called leverage. So I look forward to your feedback on this episode. It is a unbelievable, I guess, topic and a, and a thought-provoking topic and, uh, I guess, uh, Power to you and how you embrace and listen and ultimately action some of the points that we make and some of the sharing that we have for you in this episode. How does the hourly rate identity play for you? I mean, is it okay to put the um, put the fluoros on and uh, put the hammer and or drill and or screwdriver in your hand and, and, and earn your thirty or forty dollars in real terms per hour? Is that is that what the hourly rate identity is about? Or is it about, I guess, that strategic opportunity within your working week, within your default diary that says this is the hour of power where I need to sit down and evaluate what is the problem that ultimately needs a solution? What is the opportunity to, to create the plan and work the plan and then confirm is the plan working for us, for me, for the, for the journey that we're taking in the, in, the, in the business that we're running? If you were to think about why is your business not two times bigger, why is your business not two times more profitable, if you were to think about what is it that we're leaving on the table in terms of money or opportunity, or in real terms, the progression of people that are gonna be better than you, what are you leaving on the table right now? And ultimately, whether there's a, there's a high um, cycle or a low cycle, whether there's an economic cycle that's of a challenging type or an economic cycle of, its a, of, of a prosperous type, there is always a problem that needs a solution. So I guess in the adult world, no different in the business world, the business of business never stops. And your responsibility, your responsibility is to continuously ensure that when you hold the business end of the business shovel, you're digging in the right direction. So as an owner and as a leader and as an influencer, where and when 
are you constantly looking at, constantly looking at what is working and what is not working and what am I doing about it? Where is it that you are okay to be receiving, not because it's, it's, it's certainty, but for clarity reasons, brutal truth as to how you could be doing what you're doing a little better? Where is it that you're optimising your, your, your energies and your efforts and your awareness, your consciousness around your scoreboards? How is it that you're optimising for leverage in a structured and a progressive sort of way? So when I, when I, when I stand before you right now, I'm, I'm talking to you as I was just introduced as the CEO of my business. I don't speak to you as the owner of my business. I don't speak to you as the founder of my business. Because you know what the biggest issue with founders are or owners are in the typical sense of ownership? We fall in love with our business. We are passionate. And sometimes we lose that passion and therefore look for a different bouncing ball. And yet we, we haven't mastered to run our first business the way it should be run and ultimately predictable for long-term profits. So as founders, we get too passionate, but as CEOs, we are looking for insights, we are looking for clarity, we are looking for how do we test our assumptions? How do we ensure that as the captain of this ship, we are steering it in the right direction? And that is the ownership journey because there is never ever a time when certainty is gonna deliver certainty forever. So we have what we call our time and we have what we call our consciousness as, as to what are we committing our time to? Where is it that we're doing the important work and where is it that we're doing the urgent work? And there's a distinct difference between urgent and crisis, a massive action, and a problem that is constantly being um, addressed and constantly being worked on over months, over, over, over quarters, over years sometimes, so that we're constantly beating what is and what was the problem that was. So in, in, in business, and when it comes to leadership, and when it comes to ownership, but from a CEO perspective, from a leader's perspective, not an owner that has romanticism involved with the business, there are two key parts to your business. There are people and there is process. And these two aspects of your business, whether it's internal people or external people, because external people could be your, your, your clients, could be your strategic alliances. It could be what Damien just shared before, you know, networking and building your network. But most importantly for this conversation, I'm going to focus on the internal aspect of people, your team. And what is it that you are ultimately leading and driving and ultimately being just one step ahead, one step ahead of your team and your people and ensuring that we're all following a process that gets tested and measured and recorrected every so often. How aware are you about what is working right now and how aware are you of the things that are not or perhaps complacency or mediocrity has kicked in? You know, in Australia and most parts of the world, the last five years have been a very, very, very high wave. We've ridden a very high wave in terms of how good the economies of the world were. And it's recently, literally, like five minutes ago, we're starting to see a very different set of data points that ensure that you need process and people that are alert and tuned in to what are we here to optimise in terms of business. So the ownership journey is not one for complacency or mediocrity. The ownership journey from a CEO's perspective, a leader's perspective, is about working and working as hard as you can to create structure and constantly be confirming so you're not, you're not punch drunk as to what is working and what is not working being your optics. Leadership without people and process and no 
dashboards or scoreboards which confirm are we or are we not on track is delusion. To be aware and not be proactive is to be the classic avoidance behaviour. Where is the structure in your business and what are the guardrails that confirm that we are within our lane for what we're trying to achieve in the next 12 months, 18 months, 24 months in some cases? What is the problem that you are solving today that needs constant attention versus the crisis of massive action for the problem that needs to be solved today? Anytime we have a massive problem, otherwise known as a crisis, it started six months ago. It started 12 months ago. You just did a great job at ignoring it because you have minimal optics in your business, minimal dashboards, minimal brutal truth as to what is and what is not working in your business. So the ownership journey without structure and optics is a false, it's a false start immediately. The ownership journey without the impact and the effort and energy and what it takes, which is one of the hardest things you do in business, is grow people. Without doing people and process, you get no leverage. So, what we are all here to optimise, and I have this, I have no, uh, uh, I guess, um, hesitation in saying this, I'm very clear about what we're all here to achieve in this room, and it's ultimate leverage. And leverage without people being better than you at some point can never be achieved. I travel the world doing what I do. We work with over 100 clients on a monthly basis, and we've done this for over 15 years. Both Dame and I, we have 20,000 hours each in professional, in professional business coaching. We have grown and sold a few of our own. We've actually grown our own teams and not exactly succeeded with every one of those. But we have over 20,000 hours each of professional business growth hours. Professional. Not let's give this a go and see what happens. I can guarantee you one thing, if there's one glass ceiling that constantly gets in the way of every business, it is typically the owner that's run out of dreams. It's typically the owner that's run out of vision. It's the owner that just has given up and put the white flag up because they are not prepared to do the hard work. In other words, it is the owner typically that gets in the way of what can be an amazing in our country, Australian story. So when we sit and talk with every one of you, when we sit and, and, and guide and, and give perspective insights, not exact certainty, because that's not our job. Our, our job is to test your assumptions. If you resist the temptation to confirm what are your assumptions and how are we working through them, then you're going to get in the way of leverage. What you focus on is what you get, guys. So the ownership journey, just to bring this back into context, is nothing more and nothing less. What are you focusing on? And is it a constant focus or is it an immediate crisis for which everything stops so we can fix this one thing while everything else now is on its own trying to work itself out? So how do you ensure that structure, the way we do things here, the way we are I guess um, optimising our, our, our culture, our behaviour, our, our go-to with the market, how we do things internally, is all about structure. Everyone on your team needs to understand this as if it's the back of their hand. You and your team, the greater you get with transparency and dashboards and clarity and ultimately brutal truth, the better you'll be able to deal with things in the day versus in a, in a month's time. So 
that ultimately is the ownership journey and it never stops, it's never forgiving. So whether you are a, a, a business that is ultimately at this level or you're a business at the five, twenty, fifty million dollar level and we have some of you in this room at that level, makes no difference. The biggest business I grew was towards the top level up there, it had 70 people on it full time. Could have easily been 140, but 70 was what I needed to do what we did. In your mind, what does exitability look like? What does the ability to have a choice to exit your business actually look like? How many of you are actually spending at least five minutes thinking about that? Not because you need to leave, because that's called exit. But to be in the privileged position of exitability is nothing more and nothing less part of the ownership journey. How are you getting out of the way so you have the ability for this thing to grow without you is what you need to constantly be thinking about. Not to do it today, not to do it tomorrow. Might be 520 weeks away. Might be 1,040 weeks away. Otherwise known as 20 years. So how are we optimising for leverage so this thing doesn't get hamstrung and totally pulled back because of your, I guess, inability to get out of the way? Just think about that. There are two types of time there are two times of time that we have in our working week. There are two types of time. There is the vertical time and there is the horizontal time. I've shared this before, but I just thought it was timely to share it again because we are, we are in, a, in an environment that's, you know, we can see some changes. There's no news around that anymore. It's happening. So vertical time is otherwise known as urgent time. Urgent time, and this is 24 hours. And typically, urgent time is dealing with crisis. We're dealing with crisis. We're dealing with massive action is needed. We're, nearly, we're dealing with this needs to be fixed because we've, we've made a really good choice to ignore it for a long time, and now this needs to be fixed. Horizontal time, which is the long time, it's about dealing with a problem that will be solved over time dealing with an elevation of a standard that we're building. It's dealing with a business pivot because the market has shifted. I was walking in this morning with, um, with, with Joe from Casaform and, and, and he goes, you know, it has, it, you know, there is definitely move in the market. And I said, yeah, and what's news about that? The privilege for you, mate, is you, you, you have heard this story a little while ago and you are fully booked until October. So you have an opportunity to solve the problem of November, December, January and February. And it prompted me to share with everyone in this room just because we're on, just because we're in May, you should you should not be thinking that we're okay or we're not okay, and we're dealing with just the next month ahead of us. You guys need to be thinking about how do I get through the winter and ensure that I have the best summer. So that's the ownership journey. That's your responsibility. I was talking with a client yesterday afternoon. They're fully booked until August, like maximum capacity until August. And the focus in that business is between now and I guess the end of June, let's get really um, busy until February next year. So I just want to share with every one of you in this room, for those of you that are really busy right now and well done, don't remove the impact and the focus and the structure that's needed with your people and process to ensure that you're booking yourself out for November, December and January. Now for some of you that's not important. But for others, there's a version of that little sharing that you need to be thinking about. And that is your responsibility as the owner to lead us 
as the leader to lead us to make sure we are keeping our eye on the dashboard and the most important dashboard that gives us the best optics on that is nothing more, nothing less than your sales process or your quote register. If your quote register is not constantly loaded on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, then at some point there's not going to be enough food to feed the family. In other words, you're going to run out of work. And if things are tightening up, and let's just say they are, for most of you, in the industries that you're in, it'll be ignorance and the lack of leverage and a lack of daily, weekly, monthly reviewing and analysis and ultimately action from your optics that's going to get in the way. So horizontal time is about constant action. It's long, it's, it's, it's sustainable, it's progressive action. It's creating the plan and working the plan happens in horizontal time. Our desire for every one of you is to get you in line with working the horizontal time. Our ambition from where we stand and sit at Business Benchmark Group is to help every one of you be aware of your bald spots, be really sober about your glass ceilings and work on those, but more importantly, create a plan that gets you to where you want to go. Anyone that's in this room that's been with us for longer than a year and a half has almost doubled their business. Most of our clients, one in three of our clients, double their business every year. But most of you that have been in this room for longer than a year and a half have, double, have doubled your business. Now, what does that mean? It means nothing if you've doubled your business and you've halved your profit. We're not interested in doubling your business, we're interested in increasing your profit. So how is it that you are working as the leader, the officer in command in this business towards optimising for profits, optimising for leverage, knowing where all the moving parts are in your business and having good people becoming great people and you are ultimately in conversations with them as to how they're tracking and knowing before they answer what is the solution to the problem that is. So if you want horizontal time, gives you everything you want in life. If you master horizontal time, your quality of life goes through the roof. If you're an addict for vertical time, you're going to be visiting your doctor regularly for pills. Right? This is stress, this is anxiety, this kills you, this one. So for some of us, when we knock on the door called Business Benchmark Group, it's sorting this out and gravitating towards horizontal time. Your plan, your long-term plan, your 90-day plans, your 180-day plans, your year plans, your outcomes, your majors, your minors, your focus sheets. These are all tools. Your default diary, which is hourly to a certain degree, daily. They're all tools that we're imparting in you to train and ultimately change the behaviour towards horizontal time. I'm going to say this. As the owner in your business, less is more. The less things you do, but the depth that you take with those things, the better you'll be. Now, at certain stages in our business, less is not possible. But you need to be optimising for leverage so that you are letting things go and delegating to people that will be better than you. You must do that. So that is the ownership journey. So on the journey of being an owner, on the journey of being in that privileged position to be where the buck stops, 
There's two, there's two, there's two identities, and I, and, I, and I was playing with this, I'm thinking, you know, as business owners, we, we, we could have a recipe for success. And as you continue the journey of business ownership and leadership, and, and many of us in this room have been in business for longer than three years, five years. Some of us have, are bordering towards 20 and 25 and 30. So when you think about the journey of business ownership and the journey of the things you love doing versus the things you don't love doing, and it dawned on me that um, there's a distinct difference between being a cook who has a recipe and a very distinct difference as to being the chef that has the cookbook. And part of the ownership journey is continuously being open-minded about what is it that we need to keep on being, I guess, at the forefront of learning, being the student. What is it that we are optimising in terms of where are we, where do we need to be and what is the problem, the constraint, the choke that will be and could be in our way. And as we move from being cooks in our business to ultimately being chefs in our business, we start creating a playbook that doesn't need to be varied and deep, but it's the cookbook that ultimately helps you get through ultimately the choke points that are coming, which were born from dealing with the crisis that have occurred in the past. So how are we as owners and, and, and leaders getting better at understanding how do we deal with problems that were forecasted ages ago? How can we ignore the problems that are coming versus by predicting and forecasting problems because you are building a business? What if we kept on working on the business that we have designed versus reacting to the business that is? Most cooks react. Most cooks react. Most chefs design. The business owner and the leader that you need to keep on optimising and ultimately being that, 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 that place of reason, that place of consideration, that place of awareness is what are the tricks and the learnings in your book so that you are continuously building the business that you have designed, not the business that you are reactive to. And this falls square into vertical and horizontal time because the ownership journey can be as high drama as you wish it to be. Could be high impact in terms of its brain damage as you wish it to be. Which is all about being the cook, doing it just one way and not being open, open to what is a different way. I don't need certainty, I need clarity. I need to test my assumptions. I need someone to give me feedback I need someone to give me feedback, insight, perspective on what could be, what may be a better way. That's clarity. It's not certainty. What may be a better way is clarity. It's an option. In your business, how is it that you can keep on elevating to be the best chef that has the cookbook? That is constantly researching and being curious about where is the market going and how is it that I'm taking my business, our business, in that direction. If you are not investing in that sort of time, then the ownership journey will be constantly, constantly trapped in what is the vertical time. And as we just heard Matt discuss, 
And that's just one example of every one of you in this room that gets shared the same message every time we meet with you. Default diary, quote register, work in progress, roles, responsibilities, KPIs and drivers. They're the five pillars. They're the five pillars that ultimately create your platform for excellence for the business that you have designed, not the business that you are reactive to. And once, these plat once this platform is set and you start clicking into it, the ability to not just do it one way, be flexible, not be fixed. Be flexible in the way that you need to manoeuvre and guide the business going forward. Be flexible. Some of us have unforeseen drama coming. Some of us have things that happen that we didn't know were going to happen, whether it's personal or business, and we need to be in a position of plan B. We need to have a plan B. That's about having a cookbook. That's about opening your mind to the hourly rate identity that you bring to the table. Strictly speaking, chefs earn $75,000 on average in this country. Sorry, cooks earn $75,000 on average in this country. Chefs are north of $150,000. That's just the reference point. How are you evolving your cookbook in running your business? How are you creating through the day-to-day, -day, the month-to-month -month, and the year-to-year -year experience? And how are you optimising for curiosity around what could be different? How is it that we could be moving this business in a direction that is bulletproof? Some great success stories occur when there is a down cycle in an economy. Because most people in a down cycle, most competitors that you are competing with, typically go running for the hill. You need to make sure your liquidity ratio is growing. You need to make sure that the money in the bank is growing. No one gets rich by cutting expenses. The only way you get rich and build the cookbook that you have designed is to optimise for high utilisation. You need to ensure that your utilisation in your business, your resources, the sales that you attract from the assets in your business are constantly growing. Your ability to deliver profits from the sales is never equal. And therefore, you need to be curious around how do we optimise for higher efficiency, ultimately higher profit. If you get good at the effectiveness ratio in terms of how many sales are we getting from our assets, and you get really good at optimising your efficiency ratio, which means our sales are now producing a better standard of profit, then your liquidity ratio grows. Profit and cash are not the same. Profit and cash are not the same. It's cash that makes you bulletproof. I could have an amazing profit and loss statement with an unbelievable profit number on the document. Until it's in the bank in cash, it means nothing. Profit and cash is not the same. The ownership journey demands you to become the chef in your business. It's not just one way of doing it. You have the sole responsibility of working the plan because you created it. You also have the sole responsibility to working on the business that you designed, not be reactive to the business that you're in. Does that make sense? 
So let's lift the game. The ultimate result for every business is to deliver the solution, the, uh, the, the problem being solved, being the results, being the, uh, the, the, the destination for which our customers are knocking on our door and need a, an outcome, a solution. In every business, it's the way you go about delivering results consistently that impacts your reputation in a positive way. Your responsibility as a leader is to constantly be looking at how we're developing our people within our structure, our process within our structure, so that we can consistently deliver results on time and on budget for the customer. That is the number one priority of every business in this room. If you get really good at delivering results and you start elevating your reputation for delivering results, then you are in the best seat in the best position to achieve repeat business. You will not get a chance at repeat business unless you are delivering results. Everyone in this room is in the results game. What results are you optimising for in your business? What is the number one result that you need to deliver for your customers for the service or product that you deliver? Are you clear about that? Is there room or curiosity around how much clearer can you be? What is the number one result that you deliver for your customers? If you do this exceptionally well, the reputation goes up and therefore repeat business is a natural progression. You are building your customer base, which equals growth. If you don't lose any clients and you attracted new clients, does that equal growth? Yes. If you lose only the ones that you wish to lose, then that's growth. Because you're moving, you're pivoting as a business. So, Work on the business that you have designed versus the business that you are reactive to. So be really clear about the results that you are delivering for who? Your ideal target market. That was a beautiful answer before too, mate. Love the way you, you delivered that. We had to move, not because it was a lower market, but there was a market that we could deliver to, a result. Makes no difference how it's referenced, but you were clear about that. Really impressive, Matt. Repeat business. If you're good at results and you get repeat business, guess what comes as the natural progression after that? Referrals. In any part of the world, in any industry in the world, to build a business that is attracting repeat and referrals is the most successful business model in the world. As a chef in your business, within your cookbook, you need to constantly be looking at what is the people and process, the structure and the optics that deliver me the leverage of continuum business, repeat business and referral business. No marketing dollars needed here. Your marketing investment is in the back end in your team and process and structure and ensuring that we're moving in the right direction. Does that make sense? So as the owner of your business, how much of your time is invested in understanding how do we attract repeat? How do we ultimately attract referral? And if you have this formula, results plus repeat plus referrals, then that equals there's three parties that are in profit. Three parties that are in profit. The first and most important party in profit is the customer that you are serving because they are winning. The second and most important party that's in profit is the person or the organisation that got referred because they're going to be treated like a VIP into your business. 
So they are going to profit from getting a ticket to get to the front line to be allowed in through the red carpet and the black rope from the guy that's holding the name at the door saying, yes, welcome. That's the second party that, that, that profits from a referral. And the third and always third party that profits is the business that gets a payoff on the hard work for delivering results. So what are the results that you are optimising for for your customers and how true and how much more improvement can there be in consistently pivoting and guiding your business to a point where it's the next step, the next step, the next standard. So that is never impacted by an economic cycle, that sort of thinking. The economic cycle does not determine how you go about delivering results for your customers. That's got to do with the ownership hourly rate identity as to how much time we're putting into that to ensure that this is the formula that we're creating which becomes a predictable formula for growth, for success. Success, if I go back, oops, if I go back here, structure is your friend. Structure equals success. Success with a structured approach, a, structure with a, stru a structured approach to results and elevating the attractiveness of your business to, to, to have repeat and be introduced to more people in your target market equals success. It's structure that delivers that formula. There's nothing more, nothing less. Our work, our best work as owners and the ownership journey to keep on elevating the standards that we're at has got nothing to do with how good you are. It's got to do with how good you are working on the business that you designed. Be the chef in the business. There's not just one way of doing things. Every good experience, every bad experience, every choke point that's been conquered, any choke point that nearly killed us is a learning experience for which you are building your cookbook with. You don't have one way of doing things. That's what cooks do. And hence why people get burnt, right? Your responsibility is to work on the structure with your people and the processes. Be curious about your processes. Which part of the process is not working? Which part of the process is our choke point? It's not good enough to think. It's way more important to know. That's the role of an owner. That's the role of a leader, to know, not to think. If you have an assumption, test it. Be clear about where your assumptions are and test them. Ultimately, it's optics and dashboards that confirm whether there are every day, on a weekly, monthly basis, profit times three going on in your business. How many repeats, how many referrals? What is the average dollar sale? How many quotes went out? By number, by dollar value, how many were converted? By number, by dollar value. These are key indicators for your success and your constant success because it's structure. So structure equals success. It's structure, leverage and optics that takes you from where you are to the next level and you get your time back. But there's no other way to put it. It's horizontal time that gives you everything you want in life. Everything. Everything you desire in life can only happen with horizontal time. Consistent action, not immediate, in the now, crisis action. 
Crisis action takes care of a band-aid. Constant action prevents you from being in the hospital ward at all, right? Not only in your business, but in your life. Make sure that you've got constant action going on because, you know, you get to a certain stage and there's no looking back. You get to a certain stage and you realise, if only I had used the cookbook versus just be one-dimensional in the way I do things. Open your mind is the biggest, the biggest point I'm making here. Open your mind to what's possible for you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not optimising for bright and shiny. I'm optimising for standards and levels being risen. That's all. Every one of us in this room, every one of you, is really good at what you do. We don't need a change from that. That should have happened 10 years ago for some of you if you were, if you were going to change. Every one of you has a greater opportunity than ever to keep on being at an elevated level. Let's just call it in the top 5% of your industry, whether it's by postcode, by state, by country, by, by hemisphere, or within the world. Every one of you can be in the top 5% of your market if that's what you wished and that was the business you were designing. So if you want to be in the top 5% of your market, for any one of those regions, wouldn't it be cool to find out who is in the top 5% right now? Wouldn't it be cool to have something to, to contrast against and figure out where, where the gap is? So every one of us is building our cookbook and I'm really, really, really excited for, for, for everyone, including us. I mean, a business benchmark group where we're constantly working towards the business that we design. It's, there is no fluke that the business analysis team is fully functional right now. There is no fluke that, oh, that would be a great idea, let me do it today. There is, no, there, there is no fluke for what's coming in the next three months as far as my business and our business is concerned because it's been in the plan for three years. Now, I'm not sharing that to impress, but to impress upon you the importance of working on the business that you designed versus working on the business that you are reactive to. That's vertical time. The designed and the plan is your responsibility as the chef to move this in the direction and have lines of people waiting for you at some point. The first line is the customer line, future customers. The second line is future talent that wants to join your team because this is where I want to work and build my career. They're the two lines that you want to be optimising as the owner and that is your journey. Your journey to keep on moving through the stages of business. Damien, I need the clicker, mate. Did you give it to me? So your, 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 your responsibility is to keep on working on the, uh, on, on the journey of, um, of business and, and ultimately creating those two lines. A line for the future clients, which comes from this formula here. Reputation. Build the reputation that's got a line waiting to do business with you. Build the reputation that has the A-grade talent that you deserve to be wanting to do business in your business. It's your responsibility as the owner to build those two lines. It's your responsibility to build the structure and the leverage and the optics that delivers that for you sooner than later. This is not a hypothetical dream. This is possible for every one of us. Hi, and welcome back. 
I guess uh, that episode in uh, discussing the, uh, the the vertical and the horizontal time, the importance of understanding that a, uh, a vertical time is taking care of a crisis and horizontal time is taking care of a problem that will be solved over time and ultimately become a DNA, almost a, uh, a bulletproof vest for which the business doesn't need to be urgent and or quick in its response for because it's got it sorted. Also, the, uh, the, the little sharing regarding, I guess, uh, the distinct difference between being a cook or being a chef. And as business owners and business leaders and, uh, and, and, and senior managers, I guess, in what we do, the importance of understanding there's not just one way of attacking or uh, executing and or solving a problem, and hence why you're building the cookbook that becomes the chef's masterpiece. That's you being your, you're the leader in this business, you're the manager in this department, you are where the buck stops for what is going to be the most amazing meal made from this limited amount of ingredients that we have that is going to be absolutely amazing. So I guess uh, thank you once again and uh, we look forward to your continued support, your continued, I guess, introduction to the people that you know can be absolute champions in our environment as we know you are champions in yours. So results and repeat custom, which ultimately leads to referrals and introductions, is the ultimate business model to be growing anywhere you may be in the world, in Australia, in Victoria, in Melbourne, because that is the business model that delivers profits times three. The first profit goes to the person who was introduced because they will be treated with, I guess, the red carpet service. The second profit goes to the current customer, the current introducer that will continue to be at an elevated level recipient, receiving the standard and the service and the product that is. And ultimately, the third profit and always the last profit will be the business that is continuing to invest to be better and of a higher standard for which referrals and repeat is the ultimate outcome. I'm Stefan Kazakas inspiring business owners, empowering business owners to continuously achieve business and life success. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, Please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.